What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Halftime Snacks podcast. This show features short interviews that you can listen during the halftime of your favorite sports events. Every Tuesday, I host fun conversations with talented people in the sports industry, where we'll learn from their stories, knowledge, and experiences. So go grab your favorite snack and come snack with us. Are you ready? Let's go. Our next guest might be one of the most accomplished ones we've ever hosted on the Halftime Snacks. Her background is insanely unique. Professional athlete, entrepreneur, trainer, fitness model, designer, marketing director, and more. She's the CEO and founder of BG Sports, an agency that provides various services such as representation, PR, event production, branding, digital marketing, and much more to organizations and individuals. She has managed and worked with over 500 professional athletes worldwide in NFL, the Premier League, La Liga, snowboarding, boxing, UFC, and more. I can assure you guys, without a doubt, that this episode would be like nothing you've ever heard before. So buckle up, ladies and gentlemen, for my conversation with Brittany Gilman. Thank you so much for having me. That was quite the intro. <laughs> well, it was quite the background, so we got to step up the intro. So welcome to the Halftime Snacks. It's a pleasure to have you. I want to kick off our conversation with a fun icebreaker. And I want to ask you, okay, so imagine, let's say you had this superpower, okay, that you can you can only use it once. You can You can use this power to learn one language, one new language in two hours. Okay, this is something you can only do once. Which language would you choose and why? Uh, I would choose Latin because it's the base of so many different languages and just the knowledge that has come from that language and, and all the difference, the history and the, the time that it's been around. And I think it's just um, definitely, definitely Latin. I like that answer. I like that answer. I, I wasn't expecting that. I was. I thought it was gonna say Mandarin because it's kind of like one of the most popular ones today. But I like Latin. Latin is a very, <laughs> very nice fun. one. <laughs> <laughs> kind of boring, but. <laughs> well, Brittany. Wow. I mean, as as I mentioned a little bit before, your background is quite unique. You've been everywhere you've done almost and everything from you know professional experience and also being a competitive athlete so there's so many things around you and your background but i want to ask you spe specifically in what do you consider yourself you know the top 0.001 of the world what are, what is what is the best side or what you're most successful at or what you consider yourself the best at from from all of the things that you've you've done so far i would have to say my dedication to when i set a goal or a dream or an objective and just i i'm really determined to accomplish what i'm passionate about and that has i think it's pretty clearly displayed in terms of what i've achieved thus far in, in my life and in my career And, and, and it's not even, I think it's those things that I, I, as I said, I'm very passionate about that. I think, okay, I want to, you know, launch this sports branding agency and nothing's going to stop me no matter what. And same with, I have a tech startup platform called Bpop and same exact thing. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to accomplish this regardless what happens. 
any adversity that I face, I will figure out a strategy to get around it. And that's even, I took coding lessons last year during COVID and built the first beta version of my platform myself. So just my determination to accomplish what I set out to achieve by far is, is I think is pretty, pretty rare. Yeah, that's a, that's a very interesting one. I think that especially now as we can, you know, are witnessing the Olympics and it's crazy to see how like all of the people that we see in every competition, they're like the best of their kind, you know, in their countries, the, the, the you know, the most uh, talented or the most uh, qualified to be there, but they're still, you know, the best among the best, if that makes any sense. So I guess that, I guess that, uh, you are also an example of that you're in the olympics of life uh and just you know your determination has been taking you to where you are and where you're going so that's super fascinating and it's a great lesson for all of us um what are what's your favorite mistake you've ever made what's uh what's something you messed up and you learned so much from it that is you know you, you go back and say this was the best thing i i i messed up so is there anything that you want to share with us maybe what maybe a story Yeah, so um, when I was doing my undergraduate degree, the first few years I was a film major. And my goal at that time, that's when I was competing on the professional snowboard circuit. And so I, I had to be, let's see, 17, 18. And I was, I would miss three days out of those, the, work week, education week, because I would have to go compete in my competitions during the winters. So I'd leave like on Wednesday and I'd miss class Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, come back Monday, Tuesday. And, and I'm an absolute perfectionist. And this is this one class you had to take was film history. When I tell you this was probably the worst class I've ever taken because you it was a four hour class. And we watched because this was more of an avant garde film school. It wasn't your modern day. So we learned Super 8, 16 millimeter. We had to edit the films by hand. And film history was one of the, you know, you had to take the class, four hour class where you would watch black and white silent films like Citizen Kane and these classics, which are very difficult to sit through. And I remember that I didn't care about that class And I didn't really put as much effort in as I should have. And I ended up getting a C plus. Now I am a academic. I always have pride, have like taken pride in my academic endeavors and I've always gotten great grades and whatnot. So C plus was really bad for me, but I didn't really care. But what ended up happening a year later is that I had to apply to get into the film school. So you do two, year, two years of prerequisites and then you apply to get into the film school, which requires a film that you submit and a GPA. And what it ended up happening was because of this C plus and not a B minus that I got because I didn't like the class and didn't go to class was that my GPA was 0.012 low to get into the film school which in retrospect, I look back and, and this was a very crazy time because that completely shifted the trajectory of my life and my career because I didn't get into film school. And then I was like, well, now what? What do I do now? And so then I had to change my major because I didn't want to have to take the class again. And I'm like, this is BS. Like, I don't want to deal with this. 
And then I changed my major to kinesiology, which was the science of human movement. And that then opened up my passion into a different field, the passion of strength conditioning and training athletes. And, and that just completely shifted my world, which ended up being the path that I took, which has led me to where I am today. And so that by far, and I don't know if that's a mistake because I kind of, you know, I could have fixed it, but I didn't want to fix it. <laughs> but in retrospect, it's it's pretty interesting when you look back on your life. And I think that that's probably, um, yeah, the one that stands out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it sounds like, you know, the butterfly effect, how like a small action or a small, you know, thing in your past ended up you know, making or causing super great changes, you know, in your present or in your future. It's crazy. It's crazy to think, think that that's, uh, you know, that's the way things work. But it's, it's also quite like humbling, right? How like things that happen to you every single day and encounters or conversations, you know, where will those eventually, you know, end up taking you? So mm -hmm. I think it's a great, you know, example in your career. I think, um, uh, It, it was awesome to hear it firsthand from you, Brittany. Uh, thank you so much for sharing. Let's talk about BG Sports, uh, the agency that you currently run. We want to know if you want to share one or two key experiences that you had that, uh, first of all, made you realize that there's actually a pain and an opportunity for it uh, to serve, uh, you know, clients as a service. And also, like, what really inspired you? What, I mean... From what we're, we've been listening and also from learning about you, you've been, you know, in the sports world quite consistently. You've been you've been an athlete. You've been there uh, working throughout your life since you were very young. So I guess that, you know, you, you have this passion for sports. But what else has inspired you to really be there, that person to, you know, put the name out there and help different companies, brands and athletes to achieve their best and and get to places where they can't go without you. So share with us a couple of stories or tell us really what inspired you to to start BG Sports. Well, that's a, you know, that's a very, it's a very in-depth question. Um, but I will, I'll refer back to another story that when I was a um, strength conditioning coach, graduate assistant for Auburn University, And at, at that time, this was after I graduated and I was now getting my uh, master's degree. And at that time, I was taking a break from snowboarding and I was pursuing the next goal after I decided not to do film was to be the first female strength conditioning coach in the NFL. Now, this is back in, I'm going to date myself here, um, 2006, seven. So this is a while ago and there were even fewer women in sports. So that was, that was the goal. And I've never been the type of person to set a goal. That's just, that's average. Not that there's anything wrong with, with average goals or common goals, but mine are always just ridiculous. And like, sometimes they're like, wait, what you want to do what? Um, but that was the goal at the time. And this was after I'd worked at USC football as a strength conditioning coach intern for the football team, which was insane. And I was one of two women in the weight room with hundreds of athletes and coaches. And it was just an incredible experience, but like in retrospect, nuts what I did. Um, but I remember very specifically when I was at Auburn, I didn't want to, I realized I didn't want to be a strength coach because I didn't like the lifestyle. I didn't like sitting in the weight room all day playing 
video games on my computer when when athletes weren't in the weight room like i i didn't like that it was boring i wanted more i wanted more excitement and i loved working with athletes so i was like okay well i don't i don't want to be a strength coach anymore but i want to do something else but i didn't study sports marketing i didn't study pr or event planning or anything i studied kinesiology and biomechanics which is the physics of, of the human body and movement and so i had kept in touch with one of the athletes from USC, well, a couple, a couple of the football players, and a few of them signed with the sports marketing agency in Santa Monica. And I asked the player, I was like, well, can you put me in touch with someone at the agency? I want to do an internship because then I can learn. And I had a call. I was on the phone with the vice president. And I, I remember this moment in my life so vividly. And it's really interesting because I was sitting at my desk in my room and he was the vice president and he you know, he was just asking me questions about this, that. And he's like, well, what do you want to do? And I, I just sat there and I just, I had no answer for him. I, I, I didn't, I was like, I don't know. I, I have no idea. He's like, well, you need to figure out what you want to do. But in the meantime, you can come back to LA and do this internship. So that was really interesting because I had no, I had no idea. And so that's what's, you know, it's hard to answer your question because it wasn't like one thing inspired me to, go out and create a sports agency. I, I went and did an internship for a couple months and they didn't give me any work. And this is really interesting. And, and, you know, basically this actually, I guess, answers your question led to the inspiration that I was there at this sports agency. And I was just kind of sitting in the office twiddling my thumbs. Like I was so hungry. I'm like, put me to work, give me a task. And they just, they're like, we well, can come to the office and watch. And, you know, month two or three, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to start my own agency. And that was then, you know, actually that was 2007. And then I basically called up the one NFL player I knew. And I was like, Hey, Roman, let's work together. Let me do your marketing. And he just laughed. He was like, well, what are you going to do? B? I'm like, just trust me, just give me a chance. And literally I learned as I went, like, I'm not going to lie. I learned everything as I went. And it was just, you know, you, you realize, and at that time there weren't a lot of sports marketing agencies. Anyway, there was no, there's maybe one sports PR agency, you know, most agencies did not have marketing and PR and all these services that they offer today. They just got the players, their job on the team. So it was really interesting because, you know, I really look back and it's like my agency was one of the ag agencies that innovated the entire industry and, and help to create the strategies and the services that now all these agencies do like PR for athletes like that never happened back in the day. And we were one of the first agencies to offer that and event planning and digital monetization and e-commerce and all these different things. Like we were one of the most innovative agencies that created those strategies and then everyone else copied us. So yeah, that's kind of, what it was. It was kind of like this constant, you know, like surfing, you know, you're right, you're right in front trying to not get knocked over by the wave and it's chasing you. And that's kind of how it feels to work in this industry, especially present day. <laughs> wow. So much, so many things to take away from that initially, you know, learning from how, again, your determination is, is, you know, making you or pushing you to set higher goals and more, you know, more interesting things to do, which led you to the next, you know, couple of steps. I wonder if you have a specific goal in your mind now that is as big as this one was back in the day. Are you thinking about something, becoming someone or doing something in the next 
say five to ten say more you know highest highest ceiling would be like 15 years is there any any goal that the determinant Brittany Gil Gilman is pointing at right now and that we're sure that we're going to see her there eventually Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, so I, I mentioned earlier, I launched a, a sports startup, a technology in the exact same space. Um, it's called BPOP. It stands for Brand Promotional Opportunities Platform. And I thought of it eight years ago. And when I came up with the concept, I literally sat down and I was like, okay, technology is taking over almost everything. Every industry is becoming automized. And, and you know, and I thought, okay, well, if there existed a technology, that would put my existing agency out of business, what would it be? And that's what BPOP came from. And so this is- um, So, so you're, you're trying to put yourself out of business. Uh -huh. that, that's uh, that's how, how much, how ambitious Brittany Gilman is. That's- uh... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you're always your greatest competitor, but um, you know what happens with that thought process though is simultaneously you create the most incredible tool that you could ever imagine, right? Because- right you're now creating a tool that it, it, it's like this interesting dynamic. And um, yeah, so that's been ongoing for, well, more consistently probably the past three, three four years. And now we're in beta and we have hundreds of users around the world. Um, but that's definitely the, the future of the company. Like I, I love representing athletes and working with brands and everything. And I don't foresee myself stopping doing that, but I'm trying to make it, I'm trying to, I created a platform basically to simplify unnecessarily complicated processes in the sports industry, um, save everybody time, empower athletes, and just make things quicker, more direct. And that's what BPOP is. So um, it's definitely the, the future of the vision and it'll be interesting. You know, we'll come back on the show in a year or two and you can be like, what's going on now? <laughs> But uh, yeah, that's the future. Wait, wait, but we have we have on the audience, we have investors, we have uh, marketers, we have founders, we have engineers and students who should reach out to learn more or who should go um, and learn more about BPOP. Who is exactly, you know, who are you trying to attract and what what kind of like thing we really need to learn about it if you can just, you know, summarize it in a few in a few sentences well bpop is uh the exclusive opportunity platform for the business of sports so it's not a public platform you have to be one of our customer channels to to get access to the platform right now we we are in beta and we're gaining momentum quickly so um we are looking for investors as well as building out our team So we do have internships. We are looking for some salespeople. And, um, you know, this is a very unique time because it still is early. And so we're at that early adopter stage where now's the time to get into a platform like this because it's, it's still fairly new. But if you cannot tell by this interview of how determined I am, This is the future and this will not fail. So if, if there's interested people that want to learn more, now's the time. And we're, I'm definitely open and um, yeah, I, I have several different positions that I'm looking you know, for partners to, to help because this is a massive platform and a massive concept and I'm sick of doing it. <laughs> you know, I'm sick of doing all the work. <laughs> I need help. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, well, I I hope uh, some some of the audience, um, you know, listeners, come and give you a hand because you know it really worth it. You guys, you know, working and speaking with Brittany is a hell of an adventure and an experience. I'm enjoying it so much. I don't want this to end, um, Brittany. <laughs> You mentioned something very, very interesting, you know, while you were explaining the technology, and that was that you were trying to empower athletes. Now, here's here's a fun fact that I came across a couple of days ago, and I thought it was super fascinating, and that is that the average NFL career, for instance, is three years. Okay, so yeah, of course, you, you got extreme uh, outliers like, you know, Tom Brady or, you know, the Adam Vinatieri, which, you know, are kind of like the goats and they they last you know plus than 15 years but not everyone does most of them not don't don't really make it past three years so um you know also combining that idea with the fact that not everyone is paid as much as you know as the top athletes and making enough money in their careers in sports and i know i'm focus focusing here on nfl because it's the simplest example but you know not everyone gets you know all-star level you know salaries or bonuses they don't you don't it's not enough money to make you know a life out of it you know if you're not essentially you know smart about it or if you don't really know how to manage your money so i want to i want to get your you know takeaways and your insights on what do you think about that side the thing that the challenges that really athletes face whenever they're ending their sports careers in in the NFL at least you know they have uh, some degree and they're prepared but not in every sport of course not in, in in like around the world not everyone you know finishes sport has a a degree and can go on and you know have a career so i want to know your takeaways on this i want to know if there's any advice that you give athletes before they encounter all these challenges Um, share with us your thoughts and maybe if also you want to share the idea of how your technology or your agency is trying to solve kind of like these different ideas and problems and challenges in there, then uh, I think we'll really learn a lot from that. So if you think about an athlete, a professional athlete, and even a collegiate athlete, and the amount of dedication it takes to get to that level, if you look at sports like a pyramid, where we all start out in new sports and slowly, slowly it gets less and less, right? Less opportunity as you get near the top. And then people just start to fall off because of whatever the case may be. To be at that elite level, you have to dedicate your life to the sport. So although you might be in school, a lot of the times you're not necessarily paying attention or you're not putting in all that effort because if your passion and your goal is to be a professional athlete, you have to have your head and your, your mind, your soul, everything has to be dedicated towards that. So you don't spend a lot of time developing other skill sets and you don't necessarily, you might take a class and you might be passionate about something, but your focus has to be the sport. So one of the things that I always try to educate my clients and people I work with is in terms of why do we do what we do? So instead of my athletes just hiring us to do their PR, to launch their online digital brand and their e-commerce, my goal is to empower them and to give them the tools so that they're not going to have to work with us forever. And that's where as well, BPOP comes in because we're putting the tools in the hands of the athletes so that they can now manage and monetize and build their brand 
without having to pay a publicist, without having to pay a marketing manager. And that's really the, the goal is how can we educate them first and foremost? You know, what does it even take to build a brand? What are the different components? How do you do that? How do you get in touch with someone from ESPN? How do you even begin to think about launching an online store? So as we go through the notions, we teach our clients, okay, hey, so this is a platform that we use to build your website. It's actually pretty easy. It's a drag drop system. And this is a fulfillment company that we use to create the clothes that are gonna be sent out to your fans. And this is how the system works. So that's really one of the main things that we try to do because so many athletes, they, they you know, you have to dedicate yourself to your sport to get to that level. And then I've seen it happen time and time again, where either, you know, they'll get cut, they'll get injured, their career is now over, they'll decide to walk away. And a lot of times guys are lost. So what we also try to do is while we're working with them, when they're still professional athlete, or even now collegiate athletes, because we're now working with different younger athletes because of name image likeness has recently passed. It's okay. I understand that you have to focus on football. Great. Do that. But don't, you know, forget and that pay attention to the other things in life that bring you joy. Pay attention to things that you have fun doing that are interesting to you and keep that on the back burner because that's something that maybe when you're done playing football that you could potentially make your career. And what can we do now while you're in the league to fully capitalize on the fact that you have a massive audience and you have this influence and you have all these people watching you and paying attention to you that we can now plant seeds that will be able to grow while you're playing and will be even growing more in the future when you're done playing. And then you'll have something else to do. And even if you don't go that direction, at least you'll kind of be able to test it out and it'll give you something to do. Cause a lot of times guys get done playing and they're like, well, now what? They've had all this structure their entire life. They've been in, entitled and enabled their entire life. They're like, well, I don't even know how to work out by myself because I've always had someone tell me what to do and take me through the workouts. So it's, it's a, a very in-depth process, but I think the key is really to educate and empower them. And that's one of the things that BG Sports has focused on doing and, and BPOP even simplifies that even more. Yeah, I, I love how you explain it, you know, very simply. And I guess that it also goes back to your example, how you were busy doing something else where you didn't want to take your history, video history class, right? This happens to, to everyone at every level, mostly. And it's, it's very simple to understand how, yeah, sport is your priority, but don't forget that there's direction in life. Don't forget that there's, you know, a vector that you, you most likely are going to follow after you finish your career. And I mean, now it's it's a great it's like the greatest time to be an athlete why because platforms are huge social media is is the biggest that where has it been uh in history right there was no social media 10 years ago um and now you have the, the opportunity to have access or be in touch with people like Brittany that are there to help you and that will make things easy for you right so it's not now's the best there's no best better time to be an athlete. So I, I, I would think so. Um, and so that's why I think that it's, it's just a matter of, you know, learning, being aware of these, of this problem and, and, you know, giving it, you know, a, kind of like a priority, you know, not, you know, not as important as your sport, but probably second or third, you know, maybe after family 
or something. Is there any anything else that you'd like to add, Brittany, on that? Because I think that's, you know, that's kind of like the most important thing that we've talked and discussed. And and of course, is the, if there's anyone also listening, maybe if, 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 if let's say you can point them towards the right content or the right direction, where where should these people go and learn more? How can these people or these athletes be better prepared uh, after finishing this this episode? What would you suggest? Well, I mean, there's a tremendous amount of online resources for athletes and especially today and especially targeted towards uh, collegiate athletes that educate you. Because the thing is about the most important thing is to educate yourself. And understand that if you are an athlete present day, and, and especially if you're a high profile athlete up and coming, or even if you're already established, you're always going to have people in your ear telling you they can do this, they can do that. And I think that it's really important to, you know, give yourself the tools to be successful by educating yourself in the space that you're trying to be in, be that your sport, be it uh, another passion. So I don't have like a specific site or, uh, you know, place to tell you to go because there's so many different directions that someone can choose. But I would say that, you know, just take advantage of your, take advantage of the world that we live in today and the accessibility of technology at your fingertips. You know, we have everything, every bit of human history literally at our fingertips in the World Wide Web. And, and that's incredible. You know, we have technology that allows us to do this a zoom meeting and record it's amazing and i think people because you grow up in it you don't even realize how incredible it is but you know just realize the time that we're living in and the opportunity that's available to you and um you know empower yourself by educating yourself first and foremost yeah i love that i love that Brittany. well it has been so fun to talk to you uh so many insights so many things to learn um i can't leave without asking your last and more personal question uh who's someone you admire Who's someone that you're inspired by or someone you'd like to follow steps from? Oh, man, that's so hard. Um, you know, I, I think what's hard for me to answer that question is that I, first and foremost, I would say, you know, my mom and my sister, my brother, my dad, my family, you know, my grandmother, those are just the way that they live their life and, and what they've done. They my family inspires me more than anybody. Um, but if we think of a person that I don't know. And it's always very difficult, right? Because if I say someone like Mark Cuban, and, you know, I highly respect what he's done professionally and how diversified he is in terms of sports and technology and Ashton Kutcher, same thing. But I don't know these people personally. So it's hard to look up to someone that I don't know personally, because I character to me is is one of the most important factors in in and all of us. And I don't know these people's character. <laughs> so I can't say, oh, they inspire me, which, yeah, they inspire me. Like Richard Branson just flew to, you know, out of into orbit, you know, on a very large, interesting looking rocket ship. Although they got a lot of negative feedback because they spent so much money to do that. But yeah, so it doesn't really answer your question very specifically. But, um, you know, that's couple couple people <laughs> no i feel like i feel like also you mentioning your family speaks a lot about you and your values and, and i'm sure that they appreciate that uh as i appreciate you coming on the show uh Brittany, with us i can't thank you enough for coming to the halftime snacks really it has been a super fun time uh great experience and i've learned so much about you that i can't wait to do it again 
Uh, so hopefully, you know, uh, in a couple of months, we'll be here sitting down talking about the success of P-Pop. Can't wait to see that happening, Brittany. But yeah, thank you so much for coming to the Halftime Snacks. Thank you very much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, hit the subscribe button and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. If you enjoy learning about the business and technology behind sports, make sure you subscribe to the Sports Tech Biz newsletter. I'll leave the link in the show notes. See you all next week. Bye-bye.